We just start off as usual, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and say uh, we don't even need a three, two, one clap. I'm so used to doing a three, two, one clap. Are you? Yeah. As a marker. Two, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Colin. And this is We're Not Wizards. This is episode 11. The episode that has no name. Oh, so we're, we're not going for fun in heaven then. Oh, <laughs> or, or we could have... <laughs> oh, I could have said that. Oh, we could start again. Um, <laughs> this is going to be our normal run. Showbiz Colin is back. Say hello, Colin. How are you doing? Hello, Colin. How are you doing? No, I don't say that. How don't are you doing? I'm fine, man. You good. Know me? You yeah, know, it's overworked, good. underpaid. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream, <laughs> playing the cardboard. Um, for people that haven't listened to us before, the reason that we do this is because there's quite clearly not enough podcasts about board games. No, I looked. There isn't any of them. It's a shame. It's a crying shame that a, a <laughs> hobby as popular as tabletop is That's just not represented. No voice on by the internet. Enough guys sitting down and having a chat. Possibly two guys. Two chaps. <laughs> two, <laughs> prime just, of their lives. <laughs> just reaching out, <laughs> taking what they want, grabbing the world with both hands, and chatting about moving meeples. Mm. Pretty much. <laughs> so um, for those who um, aren't aware of what we normally do in these things we have a couple of sections on the show and we're just going to dive in today because I think it's going to be quite a quick one today I, I, I'm afraid so yes. time has slipped time through our fingers again it's been too long since me and Colin recorded an episode but this is why so you appreciate it even more because <laughs> you get hamburger, 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 hamburger steak and this is the steak one <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it could be. I'm quite sure not... this is the filler in between. <laughs> this is not the filler in between. You know, it's one of these strange things. It's like Which I come I to the club. Get a guest tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a guest tomorrow night. Um, oh my goodness, I can't even talk about it. Um, we spoke last time about getting a couple of games to the table, yeah, and we spoke and about we failed, and we failed. <laughs> we failed. No, we kind of didn't fail. Well, we kind of talked about getting Epic Epic Resort to the table, mm. and we also talked about getting Dungeon Lord to the table. Yeah, and then I went on Twitter and said, "Out of these three guys, what do you think?" And I added on Mechs and Minions, mm. and I think people said they wanted to hear us talk about Dungeon Lord, but. We went ahead with Mechs and Minions because yeah. the rule book's smaller. The rule book is <laughs> the rule book isn't like reading Tolkien. Um, and secondly, um, Dungeon Lodge looks fascinating, but it looks like something you really, really need to sit down with. Mm-hmm. And Mechs and Minions, which is Riot Games. Yep. Now Riot Games are interesting in the, the fact that they have made the League of Legends series. Which is a is it a MOBA? Is that what they call it? It's an it's a PC game where you basically pick characters and you fight down lanes. It's like um, yeah. Dota Two, basically. Well, it it comes off of the original. Dota. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and they said somebody said they must have had a meeting and somebody says, "Should we make a board game?" And they'll say, "Yeah, let's make a board game. How hard can it be? How hard? Can How it be? hard can it be?" And um, they've gone ahead and they have produced a board game with a capital A and a capital B as well. well I don't think it's a capital A or a capital B. Should, should we, uh, if it's... Well, it makes and well, I suppose... That's, a, that's an M then. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have you back. <laughs> um, 
Mechs and Minions is, to best describe it, um, you have to... Before you get into the game, I think it's best kind of describing what comes in the game itself because um, it is potentially one of the best packaged games I've seen in a they, very, put, very put long time. It, yeah. um, I think what they've done is they've kind of looked at how games have been packaged before and thought, well, how can we make this interesting and maybe accessible and also quite exciting as well? Um, I think it's interesting that it's a company that's come not from a board gaming background and they've put an awful lot of thought into their box you know, because mm. it's all filled with you know custom plastic trays to make packing yeah. up and, and it's just a breeze with the game because because of these specialized plastic trays in it which um, you know fantasy flight please please have a yes. look yes yes <laughs> yes do you know what I mean you should read the book called trench is not the only way to have a boat because <laughs> <laughs> it's set like that. The way I describe it is you've got like about three different plastic trays that each have these minions, which are the minions of the title, which are mm. little plat um, your little figures, which are your little bad guys, which probably stand about a centimetre and a half tall. And they're all they're all uh, grey in colour, but they've had a wash put on them mm-hmm. to um, make them appear slightly metallic and uh, just give them a little bit of... Well, it makes you see on. the detail. Yeah. It's, it's so, quite a good thing to do. It's quite good. And then you... And then you on the main thing, you've got four little characters. Again, mm-hmm. plastic yeah. miniatures stand about maybe five, six centimetres high. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, about, about two high, inches, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all painted. Well, a bit more than two inches. Yeah. Maybe three, three inches. Three inches kind of yeah. old money. Or British, good British, imperial money. Yes. Yes, yep. yes, that's the way we like to play it. But they're painted. That's why I wear my piff hat. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I see you've got a chest of medals. <laughs> How delicious. Um, but these are painted. Cucumber sandwiches. Um, <laughs> is it? It's four o'clock. Why not? Oh, it's Pim's o'clock. <laughs> Every day is Pim's o'clock. Every time is Pim's o'clock. It's so brilliant being a British alcoholic. Um, but they're painted. And they're painted to a reasonable standard. I wouldn't say they're kind mm-hmm. of blown it out of the park, but you certainly get the characters it's, and... They're fairly well painted. You yeah. I'm not disappointed with no, them. not at all. Not at all. But then there's like just the extra components. It's like everywhere where there, I think there's been a decision to say, shall we go with this or shall we go with that? Like there's little um, plastic gems in the game mm-hmm. that are used, I believe, throughout the levels. There's um, kind of uh, cogs, yep. which are used to kind of mark um, the number of minions you've killed or hit points on a doom tracker, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're metal. They've not just gone for a circular yeah. cardboard cutout. They've actually gone for metal. There's, there's a few there's, metal coins. There's coins in there, which we never kind of uh, went into. But um, yeah, I thought it was... We didn't play as many games as we went. We had a couple of games. We had the intro game, then we had the main game. But we thought we just mm. wanted to talk about it because of the quality of it. And last and the other night, I also played my son again just mm-hmm. to see what it'd be like. And the essence behind it is that the you are one of these um, mechs that has a little character, and the mech itself is a programmable machine. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, what you do is your job is you will draw cards, and you will um, place them on a track, and then you'll execute. Yeah, yeah, you'll execute these moves. It's it's cooperative game, so you're not yeah. actually fighting the other people you're playing with. And no. um, the draft mechanic is the sort of main thing about the game, I would say. In, in my opinion, yes, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange that the the um, the thinking part of it and the AP part kicks in in the draft mechanic. Yeah, um, it kicks in more, especially if you're having a very bad game, <laughs> <laughs> as we um, as established kind of last night. Because basically, you get certain types of um, you get certain types of cards. You get movement. You get directional movement cards. Mm-hmm. which allow you to move a couple of squares forward, or you get rotate cards, which allow you to rotate 90 degrees, yep. 180 degrees, whatever. 
Then you get um, attack cards. So they come in a couple of different flavours. You've got kind of like um, an electricity card. Um, you've also got a flame card. And well, then you've got... each of the different... We're not explaining this terribly well, are we? No. There's four branches of the cards you can get. Mm. So there's electronic, mm-hmm. um, which has a little sort of lightning sign. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got uh, the flame yeah. stuff, which is mainly attack stuff from what I noticed, yeah. but there's yeah. a few movement yeah. it's cards. It's attack that also allows you to chain attacks mm. together as well. Um, and then you had uh, the circuit boards, mm-hmm. which were predominantly kind of movement, movement but yeah. also different types of movement as well and they mm. also could have an effect on the um I think it was the drafting ability as yeah. well there was a card that allowed you to draft more cards at the beginning mm-hmm. if you were the yeah. first player to kind of basically give you kind of more choice yeah on each of the cards and um, the last type oh. is the gears yes the, the metal gears um and they were Predominantly attack yes. or movement. Yeah. Um, and um, each of the cars have got lines on them. Three lines of action. Um, yes, yeah. So you've got, um, for instance, on the cog ones, um, or on the... Um, yeah. On well, the cog. It, it doesn't matter. The, the first card you buy, um, you would put it in... You, you've got six spaces to program your mech with, uh-huh. and you put that card into that space. And that yeah. sort of tells that space that whenever you put a card into that slot, if you put a cog in there, mm. you know, another cog card, then you'll unleash, you know, you steadily lock the free abilities that the card can do. So when you first put a card down, it has that ability. When you put another card down... Um, you're using the you second, the, line, you second line, the second ability. line yeah. ability, and then the third line ability. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, but as long as you put the kind of the same um, type cards together... Mm. You can unlock the third ability on a card, even if you've not placed it down. If you, it's the third card you place down on a pile, hmm. then you use the third ability. Yeah. But you can't, you can't change the order of the piles of the cards themselves. No, you can change which slot they're in, and also what we found as well is you can't, you can't um, downgrade a card. No, no. Because you'll have like a movement, there's an Omni Stomp card it's called, Mm -hmm. and that got us into a lot of trouble last night because the Omni Stomp, if you leave the Omni Stomp as a one card, Mm -hmm. you just stomp either forward or left or right. If you put two, you get two. If you get three, you get three, but you've got to move three. You don't get to kind of scale it back and And say move up to. And either forwards or to one of the sides. You can't go one. One forward, two sides. Yeah, you have to go all that direction you pick. Yeah. And you can't, you can't generally get rid of cards. You can scrap them, and that allows you to do certain things like um, mm-hmm. damage and swap rows. But um, generally, once a card's in there, it, that's it. You, yep. you, you're stuck unless you put another completely different card on top of that mm-hmm. to get rid of it, and then you're basically you're kind of re you're kind of resetting the pile. Um, as I say, it's fine if everything's going well, but it's a complete <laughs> nightmare if yeah. everything is going wrong. We ended up in the situation last night where I, for some stupid reason, I ended up putting in, I ended up not putting a card in correctly. That meant I was rotating ninety degrees twice, so I was never facing in the right direction of yeah. the. Where I wanted to go, and then I was just charging off, hitting the wall, and then I was basically going back and forward on myself like I was playing tennis on myself. Um, So you do that, so you put your cards down, you enact the movements that you're, the motion you've got to do, and then that's it, and then you get the minions turn, Mm -hmm. um, which is Mr. Colin. Well, there's on each of the game tiles that you have, there's uh, what they call a, a rune square. And um, on the minion turn, every single time um, they move. Yeah. So they move towards whatever the mission yes. states that they'll move towards, which yes. can be a random roll. If yes. it's um, on a particular mission, the mission we that I've played, yeah. um, there was a bomb on the table, so everything... All the minions move towards the bomb. Which yes, 
was kind of awkward because there were some times when the bomb was a unilateral distance away. Yes. So does it move? To do, does it move left or yeah. does it move north? It, yeah. you know, do, yeah. Does it move north or does it move east towards the bomb? Because well, it didn't really matter, but yeah. it kind of did matter with when the mechs. Yeah. If you know what I mean, because you know, yeah. well, I'll be able to stomp and kill him if he moves to the north one. Mm-hmm. Well, does he move to the north one then, or would he move to the east one? You know, um, uh, which was odd. You know, there didn't seem to be a rule for how to cover that. No, I mean, it, it said, I think the only thing it said is if you've got a choice between going kind of like the north and south direction over east and west, you always kind of go north and south. But you're right, there Did was, it? yeah, there was, oh, some, but there was some I points. Where, that then. Well, there was some kind of points where you're kind of like, which way would I go? And then there was the thing is, which, what minion do you move first? Because you've got a whole pile of minions, mm-hmm. and depending on which minion moved first, could have an effect on where all the other movement yeah. minions kind of worked as well. The best thing about the minions was that. Well, the the after movement, yeah, the minions then in the missions we've played respawn. Yes. So on each of those rune tiles that we mentioned, just um, another minion gets placed out. So mm-hmm. the board soon fills up with minions quite fast. But you were going to say. Sorry. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the best thing. About the best thing about the minions is that you're given a massive supply of mm, minions. You're yeah. given, and the reason that you're given them is because you'll be spawning them, and you'll be spawning a lot of them. Um, there's a massive difference between playing a two-player game and a three-player game that we had. Yeah, I would, um, without a doubt, think so. Yeah. You ended up. Um, I ended up using my. Um, I ended up using the attacking moves an awful lot mm-hmm. more than the movement moves. Yeah. And ended up I had to reprogram the board in order for us to actually win <laughs> win the mission mm. because you were very, very easily swarmed. Now the minions their um their next stage is they go ahead and attack. But they're very, very weak in terms of themselves. So mm-hmm. if you move on a minion you kill it. Yeah. If you hit a minion you kill it. They've all they've not decided to go for a success on an attack. Thing. Mm-hmm. If you attack a minion, yeah, we don't know. Possibly. Well, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, because there is dice involved, and you know, and there's also the rune dice. The rune dice yep. are like eight-sided dice with little coloured runes on them, and they have an effect on. I think compass. there were twelve. Were they twelve? All right. Could be um, wrong there. Could easily be wrong. Check back. But um, yeah, they were only used um, at the very. They were only used. They weren't used that much at all during those levels, but. Um, They've not put into that kind of chance where, you know, if a minion attacks you, it succeeds. Mm. If you attack a minion, you succeed and you wipe yep. it out. But how they deal with damage on on the game is that rather than... You can't die. There's no yep. point in you die. You can't, you can't die. You, you can't, can't leave the playing field. No, nope. so. you can't fail. You can only fail a mission if you mm. miss it, if you get a cut. And the, the way they deal with it is that if you get damaged... You get a damage card, you turn it over, and it either it either has an effect straight away, mm-hmm. like there was a glorious effect that I was telling I was telling son James about and said, well, there's just an effect card that if you get it, it gets you to swap rows uh, column one and six and two and five yeah. and three and four, yeah. and as if by fate I that was the oh, next card that was the next oh, card yeah. I drew, which <laughs> ended us up in all the trouble that we kind of had. Um, which was yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. Mm. Not kind of like oh my goodness, we're about to die here because I think we lost about four hit points to the bomb. To on the four well, stability points on the bomb yeah. within about like the space of like about two goes until we managed to kind of clear them out. Um, yeah, but you get a damage card, and what happens with a damage card is you put it on the damage track. Yes, a random roll to see where it lands. Yes. <laughs> So you don't even get to decide. Yeah. So you could have a really, really decent kind of build up that makes sure you're kicking ass and taking names kind of every single turn, mm-hmm. and then you get one bit of damage, and it can completely mess up. Yeah, you, you, kind of where you're going. And and these damage cards can be anything, like uh, turn to to a side. Yeah, uh, I had one that's um, it 
whenever I hit that one, I was to move to the right one square. Yeah. And, you know, things like roll that. Roll a dice, and then, you know, you roll... That was one of them, is that you rolled the um, rune dice, and then you automatically move two squares in that direction. Oh, dear me. So that yeah. that hit me last night. Mm. <laughs> um, but there is a way of get there is a way of getting a bit of damage, and that is quite simple: is that you, when you get back to the drafting stage, you've got the ability to scrap a card that you instead of getting yeah. a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's kind of a, a rinse and repeat um, until you either fail the mission or you complete it. So are you sure there isn't a thing you know, you were saying that the difference between the two player and the four player, you know, like well the three player that we we have. I think are you sure there isn't something in the rules that say you know like maybe a couple of the zones don't spawn. No, they all no, no, no it, it totally it, still... it makes it for. But I think it's because because it's one of these strange things is it because you're doing the same damage. Mm-hmm. And it's the area, kind of area, like the flamethrower, kind yeah. of does it in a, like a flamethrowery type shape that we should expect. And because you're not, you're not, ne- you're still doing the same damage, whatever. You're clear. You just end up clearing out more minions. Yeah. And then, then you get the the added bonus that because you're clearing out more minions, there's a minion carnage track basically yeah. that counts up every single time that you kill a minion. And then every fifth one, you get a cog, Mm -hmm. and you move up the cog track. Now, once you have a certain number of cogs in your possession, as in the team does, Mm -hmm. you have a card at the side, which is basically like an additional skill kind of blueprint that unlocks, um, and that's what we unlocked in the the bond level. Mm -hmm. Um, And it allows you to have a special move you know my special move I was my special move basically was that I would attack everything in all directions mm-hmm. as one special move oh, just right. attack okay. one yeah. minion in each of the directions you know um, including diagonally and in the kind of the compass points I and I, that's called kaboom yeah, it was called kaboom <laughs> and it was a kaboomy type thing but then you get like brilliant um, cards like say like the fuel tank mm. Which I believe kind of almost saved our bacon in the game. It, that in we our played. Game it did, yeah, yeah, because I walked right in very close to the goal of where we were supposed to put the bomb, and uh, and I got hit, and I went, "No, nope, not taking that," <laughs> and detonated. I think it was a. Th- I had either a two or three on the fuel tank, mm-hmm. which meant that the that attack, two, the two. attack radius was was. Was enough. Yeah. It was two spaces all the way around me, mm. so it was enough to pretty much clear the entire area for the for the bomb. Um, it sounds like you know it's Robo Rally. If people have heard of Robo Rally, which is the same, it's like a programmable. You're laying, you're picking cards yeah. to program the game or program your robot so you go in a particular direction. Um, Slight difference with Robo Rally yeah. though, because you know you you it's competitive and you're trying yeah. to kill yeah. your opponents. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it sounds really simple, and it is simple to play. Mm-hmm. Um. But the I liked it. I liked it. It was all right, bit. but you know the, the caveat I would give is we only played those you know the tutorial and the yeah. first mission so and I played the I played the the, the missions again yeah. with my son yep. and got a completely different set mm. one of the reasons that I'm very we're kind of calling it is these are our kind of our preliminary thoughts I would say mm. but one of the things that really kind of has made me want to just go out and play it again and again and again is there are manuals, and then there's this manual, and this manual does an actual cracking job. Yeah, of, each of the missions comes in the sealed yeah, envelope, so yeah. you don't know anything about it until you, you, you open it. So you that's get, why I wouldn't mind playing a bit more of it. Yeah, absolutely. And find out if I do like it or not, because just now, I'm eh, it wouldn't be the first thing I would reach to. See, for me, I would... I would definitely play it again, just quite simply on the fact that um, when you got past the first level, we then opened up the 
as you say, each of the following kind of campaign levels is in a sealed envelope, mm. so you don't know what you're happening. When you're going through the game, it's like, turn the page, but don't turn the page until you're past here. So it's kind of like keeping the secrets as it's going. Yeah. And in traditional type of, and I've not seen this with in, until the last, the only other place I've heard of this is Pandemic Legacy, where people seem to be very close to actually not going ahead and wanting to spoil anything for anybody they're kind of Mm -hmm. they're not really talking about here's because one of the things is when you open the box there's a sealed box inside the box with some yellow and black tape on it and sticking at the top there looks like a big axe but you don't open you don't know when you're meant to open it it looks like a really really massive kind of miniature that Mm -hmm. you're meant to be looking at and the fact that as you're going through it it's kind of using the the story is basically it's about um, a guy running a school to teach people how to use mechs. Yeah. So it's interspersed with kind of like jokey references, and he says, "Oh, well, what will, will this will teach you for using, you know, building school equipment out of what appears to be old bomb parts." Yeah. So it's kind of very, very kind of it's quite tongue weird. in cheek. Yeah, all it's, the way it's not serious yeah. at all. But the beautiful thing is, is the way as you go through the manual, it's continually reminding you of this is how you should be playing this game. Mm-hmm. And then giving you guidance and saying, yeah. oh, and now, by the way, you can use your additional uh, skill slot. Or, by the way, you can, when you draw cards, you're meant to be flipping over this golden egg timer thing, which is filled with actual golden sand. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or, or and then it says at the end, okay, now open this pack. And you, you're not kind of tempted to go in and open all of them. Mm-hmm. But when you open up a pack, it has another little manual in it. Again, yep. probably to inf- remind you of a new set of rules that you can mm-hmm. include. Yeah. And also, it's got a set of cards. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have a set of cards, but it's all... It's it's one of the first games where I've really played where the, the, the strength of the presentation has helped sell the game to me as much as the actual game hmm. mechanics itself. And I think it's maybe because Riot Games weren't working to a budget. I mean, they're a multi-million dollar company. They've made League of Legends, which makes hundreds of billions of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know. I need to buy some shares. I know, and I use billions instead of millions, which is a bit of a mistake. But no, you know, it uses... Um, they probably, as I say, when they had a decision over the components, they just went, no, just the best. Yeah. And in terms of value for money, they did this differently in the fact that they didn't go to Kickstarter. They basically... I they did. No, no, they didn't go to Kickstarter. Basically, what they did is they said, we're going to release units of 30,000 at a time. Uh-huh. And then they also said it's going to be 60, I think it's 65 euros for the game. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the amount of game, the box itself is huge. Mm. It's quite a big box. It's like if you look at like, say, like an old Space Crusade Milton Bradley box in terms of its size, it's that size. But But imagine double the, the, it's actually double the width. Um, So you're getting a lot of game for Mm -hmm. that money. And I think that the put the game out there and they just went right and they just waited for the reviews to come in and I think it's mm-hmm. pretty much kind of sold you know sold itself really yeah. really quite well so it's Riot Games um, obviously we'll put a link in the um, in the show notes so people can have a look um, do we want to Star Realms do we want to talk about Star Realms or do we want to talk about Star Realms another time I think I think we might just talk about that another time. Let's That's do right. that. But there's something else to talk about. Yes, Woo! because well, <laughs> the too long didn't read version is uh, <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> and that you know, play it. And and it's it's good fun. Two player. It's good. I'm fun. almost tempted to get into it now, but um, you can. But um, yes. Um, well, you can turn the music on. People can listen to that, and you know, yeah. I can do a running commentary. No, Richard has swiped a card. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I played it with I played it with um, James last night for the first uh-huh. time. And How he, did you like it? He loved it. We both got down to one um, one hit point. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he pulled out. Basically, did you have a physical copy? Now, yes. Oh, right, yes. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So he pulled out. Um, he basically pulled out like a twenty hit point crusher. Yeah. He managed to be. He kind of very early picked up on the fact that if he had all the 
the kind of the factions, uh, then he would be uh, he would be fine. So he ended up picking up a lot of greens mm. and, oh, yeah, and definitely. reds as well. So he got very quickly into the line that if I scrap my cards as I go, and he also used that wonderful rule about scrapping a card in the actual um, row. Yes, yeah. And so he scrapped So he can cycle it and he scrapped, get things he can afford. He scrapped, yeah. so he scrapped it and caused me like four damage off that. How did he do that? I think because uh, if you scrap the card in there, you get the scrap value as well. Unless I'm wrong. We shall have to review this off podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll review we that off podcast. Off but we will come back and talk about Star Wars. Because <laughs> I really, really liked it. Um, I guess the only other... We've played, I've played so many games. I know we haven't spoken, but I've played so many games. I've played a few. Yeah, the, only, a few. Other, the only other thing, biggest disappointment in the last couple of months. No, biggest, okay. We've not played PAX before, Yana. That is, yeah, that's a big thing. Biggest disappointment game-wise in the last couple of months. Ooh. Very quickly. Ooh, for me? Yes. Uh, disappointment that I've had? Yes. Oh, God. Um... I don't know. Uh, I can't. Really can think. I maybe drop one? Yeah, you can drop yeah, a bomb, which yeah. might spar me to actually. Quartermaster General, First World War oh, version. God, yeah, oh I my! I did not enjoy that. Do I just two-minute rant? It was um, the two-minute We are not wizards. Rant of this. I, I'm, I'm really lucky that when I bought that, I bought yeah. it with Victory or Death, yes. which is really good. Which is their Quartermaster General. Greeks. Yes. And I really enjoy that game. Yes. But we played Quartermaster General First World War. Yes. And what? something about it which isn't as enjoyable. Um, I can't really put my finger on I it. I can put my finger on it. When I played Quartermaster, hmm. the thing I loved about Quartermaster was that you had all your different countries. Yep. And you played Japan, or you played Italy, or you played America, or you played the UK, and mm. that's what you played. In Quartermaster 1914, what they decided to do was that they decided to mix countries together. Well, the, there's only the... Well, there's one for each faction. The, yes. There's, there's... What is it? It's, it's France... And Italy. Italy. Yes. And Hungary... At, yeah, Austro-Hungary yeah. and uh, Turkey. Yes, for the the access. Or, yes, or whatever it was called. The issue that I had was that I was, and this is, as I say, a very very quick two minute round that ruined pretty much ruined the game for me. Was the fact that you had Italian Italian cards for Italy, cards for France, and the only cards for Italy would proc cards for Italy, yeah. and only cards for France would proc cards for France. It is a thing that whoever takes those two positions, which in the game we played was you and yeah, me, yeah. that's the position that the person that's got the most experience playing the game should be playing. Yeah, and we both no. not played the game before. No, pretty much, because <laughs> I had... It's the usual thing. You, um, you either play a card or you prepare a card. And I was preparing cards left, right and centre, yeah. only to discover that I couldn't use a card yeah. because it was the wrong country. And I ended up just sitting there going, do you know what, I'm losing here. And mm. it was just such a pain in the butt because I really, really, and today I still love Quartermaster General. Mm-hmm. We just play it over a lot of other games. So yeah. that was the biggest, um, That was for me, that was a bit of a... For, for me, Quartermaster, I would rather play um, Victory or Death yeah. than yeah. Quartermaster. Yeah. But. Yeah, and we've already in our last episode we had a a chat about Victoria, mm. Victoria Death, but we so go back there and like it because we really really kind of <laughs> like it. Um, <laughs> going forward, we are going to decide we're going to be playing more lots of other games, but we need a couple to potentially talk about. Um, one of the games that I have you've played, and I have got my hands on is Abyss. Abyss, yes, I've played that a couple of times. I do not know who it's by. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, um... I shall check. Look it's at this. by those live, chappies. Live, live, live and check. Live, live, live and check. Keep talking, keep filling, keep filling my... Keep following. Abyss, board game. I can't. You're filling the air. I... <laughs> oh, Colin! 
My goodness, let's find <laughs> it. Come on, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I guess the game is a company called Bombex. Um, we're going to play a best, which is about underwaters and yes, season control. Sunken world of the land. And you get real pearls in it, and it's really, really, really exciting. They're really good fun to play with. Uh, the other game we're going to talk about, we said Star Realms, which we'll probably yep. talk about anyway, and potentially the Bloodborne card game, mm-hmm. which is three-player. Um, yes! And we three might player. also potentially talk about the Dark Souls board game because we have played it and I've played it a few times and that would yep. be a good one. So what we might do is we might do what we did last time, mm-hmm. which is we will put a poll up on the Twitter sphere. A Twitter poll. And if you want to Are you sure? Get involved, yes. I'm quite sure did. Twitter no. says no. Twitter, you'd be surprised how many times <laughs> Twitter has said yes to us of late. Um, so those are the games that we're potentially getting to the table. Abyss, Star Realms, which we've played already but we might mm-hmm. want to talk about. The Dark Souls board game, which we've played already but we might want to play again. Yeah. And its sister game, Bloodborne, which, is, game Bloodborne. which is on the cards. Okay. Kickstarters. Quick starters. Quick Scout. Quick Starters. Giving it a kick. Uh-huh. I, as you know, we continually have guests on the show from people from different places. So I thought rather than ramble off again and say, look at these things, look at these things, I'm going to mention a couple very, very quickly uh, that you can go and listen to. We've got Epoch, the Awakening board game, mm-hmm. which is by Orange Nebula which is Mark Neidlinger. Mark was on the show last week, so if you want to go back and listen to his episode... Yes, then you yeah. can. Um, he is currently they are on forty eight thousand of twenty nine thousand dollars, so they are doing very very well. Um, friend of the show, Mister Eduardo Baraf, who is coming back on, who did Herbaceous before, and uh, uh, and uh, he's got another Kickstarter out called Legendary Creatures. Mm. Um, which appears to be a, um, I'm just having a look. It is a deck. It's around a deck building tile based game. It looks rather fun and interesting. As um, and as you know, with um, Edo stuff, the presentation is always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing very well. They launched um, last week. And they're doing, they've got 25k and their target was 20. So they've already, they're going to start hitting some stretch goals. Um, we'll try to get Edo back on again in the next couple of months, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Founders of Gloomhaven is out. Founders of Gloomhaven? Yes, Founders of Gloomhaven is basically, it's a standalone city building board game by, oh. I, um, by Mr. Isaac Childress. Because I'm in the Gloomhaven one. I, I can't know wait you're to in get the that. Yes, I know. Have I, I know. And I'm not in the Gloomhaven one because you are in the Gloomhaven one. And you own Descent, re- so what's the point? I know. And I, yeah, exactly. So what is the point? I've also got City of Kings potentially coming on the way mm. as well. So hats off to good old Frank West. We love you. Um, on the other side of it, Star Realms themselves. I know we keep mentioning Star Realms, but I have been you've, playing you've it online. You've gone a bit nuts over the Star like Realms. Yeah, Star, oh my god! Yes, I'm going to change my middle, uh, my son's middle name to Star Realms, pretty much. Um, but go on, go on. But I they, can play it on my phone, Colin. I know. I said I would text. Here's my username. I put it on Twitter. Actually, there's my username, guys. Anybody want to give us a game? So I've actually had spent like the last week after that just playing the Star Realms constantly <laughs> online with people and, and either winning or losing, whichever happened. But Star Realms Frontiers is out on Kickstarter. 25 days to go. Mm-hmm. It's got a budget of 100,000. It's done 388. <laughs> I think um, Star Realms might be a little bit popular. Yes, a little bit, potentially. Um we will obviously put links to these guys in the show notes. And by we, we mean Richard. Yeah, I know. Right, but I'll put links in the show <laughs> notes so you guys can check them out. So that's Epoch, Star Realms. We've also got Founders of Gloomhaven, Legendary Creatures, 
Um, so you can have a look at them and check mm-hmm. them out. Um, just as a quick aside, Carcosa that we had on the show, mm-hmm. he ended up funding uh, um, 26000 above his £6,000 target. So congratulations to Nigel. And also, or commiserations, depending on also, how much work. <laughs> congratulations to um, Justin as well, who he mm-hmm. did nine grand over a three thousand pound target. Nice. And yep. last but no means least, the wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing Mister Ian Schofield, who did the Ravage Dungeons of Plunder, and he ended up on twenty five k of eighteen k. So people are funding like. Well, congratulations, chaps. But remember, as we always say with Kickstarter, buyer beware. Check them out. Check out the company. Check what they've done before. And obviously, if you've got a podcast with us, make sure you listen to it. (laughs) Make sure you do. Make sure you do. Um, Moving on to shout-outs, Colin. Yay. (laughs) You love a shout-out. It's our favourite part of the show. It's not your favourite part of the show because you're like, oh, fuck, maybe he's going to talk. Um, we do joke, well, there is a joke on the show about iTunes reviews being that um, if you do like us, then leave us an iTunes review. And yes, remember, please. Yes, and remember, don't give us a 10 because... Tens are schmens. No, that'll make us big-headed. And don't leave us a 1 because... I'll cut myself. No! <laughs> That'll make us cry. Leave us a five because that's in the middle and, we're, and it's average and we're decidedly yes, average. We are decidedly average. average. You know what everybody's been saying recently? <laughs> oh no, you're at least an eight and, you're at least an eight and a half. You're at least a nine, yeah? And then I have to remind them constantly that the highest level you can get in iTunes <laughs> is a five. <laughs> anyway, we have had. <laughs> We have had some reviews. So I'm going to read out a couple, not to obviously um, make us feel um, big-headed, but why not? But it's just a big thank you because I know that we don't... I'm not going to spend when we get a guest on saying, all right, let me just read out some reviews about how other people find us. But as a thank you, because I know people have left reviews, um, it's just to say, you know, thank you to a couple of people, um, except possibly Nick Jones. But we'll, get on to that. <laughs> but we'll get on to that. Um, Metalhead of Death. Now, this is, I've never been a massive board game player, but it's something that's always interested me, and it's such a great to find a podcast that helps alleviate the intimidation surrounding board games, just to give you a relaxed, friendly perspective, even from someone who's a passing interest. This is a cracking listen by two very lovely gentlemen. Oh. It might even inspire you to try and find a game you can click with because I'm certainly considering it's for, for that's for me for sure. Great podcast. You'll be missing out if you don't listen. They're all five stars. I mean, it's quite, you know, oh, we've got the lovely uh, Bez has left a, a, a review. Zero, zero, zero. These chaps are a delight. Lots of lively chat about a massive variety of tabletop games, articulated deconstruction on why these games are or are not worth playing, and a large number of guest appearances from across, across the hobby. Maybe not in this episode. Maybe not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop doing that. Stop letting myself. Right, okay. And that's the, the UK ones. And there's also one that I've put on, because you have to, and I've just said Magic the Gathering is the worst game ever. Because <laughs> that's straight for like, you know. Um, so, that, <laughs> so that, yeah, well, you know, you just have to, you have to. And just a quick shout out to, um, I guess, a couple of American reviews. Colin, fill in the time while I'm trying to get iTunes to work. Just to remind you all, t-shirts are available. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. That's such a good. That's such a good. Yeah, we've got we we uh, we're offering t-shirts. You know what I mean? Because we're now shameless. Well, this is episode. This will might be episode. We're in our potentially in episodes eleven. This is episode eleven, <laughs> <laughs> which means we're officially allowed to sell stuff. Um, yeah, Digital and Dice podcast. Just started listening to the show the other day and enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, great. Board game talk, informative and entertaining. Keep up the good work. Can't wait for the next show. 
Well, yeah, I have it, a disappointed chef when they hear this one. <laughs> that cost us twenty five dollars. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, and just a couple of other shows that you might want to listen to, um, potentially, if you want to, who have been very nice to us and very good to us. Um, I'm going to rattle off some names. I will put in some show. I will put links into the show as normal, so you can catch us. We have got the fabulous staying in. Chris, Dan, Peter, Dan, Sam, Dan, and Dan. You can't complain that I've missed his name off the shout-outs. Well, you double Dan on that. I triple Dan. Oh. <laughs> and that's a staying in podcast. Um, we've had a few of them on the show, and they've all been fantastic. We actually just had Chris out recently. He was on the show with Tim Fowers, who did mm-hmm. Burble Brothers. Oh. And that's just recently um, we've also got to shout out to Days of Future cast that's Gary and the worst man in the world Jeremy Greer who do chats about the X-Men animated show and other things oh. um, as I say Gary is a fantastically wonderful articulate man and Jeremy is a jobby do you know why Jeremy is a jobby because Jeremy bought the domain name we are definitely wizards <laughs> <laughs> And if you go to wearedefinitelywizards.com, he's forwarded it on to our website. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god. I know. So Jeremy is officially the worst. Uh, (laughs) We've got the Meta Podcast, which are um, good friends of the show. Um, I've started listening to Existential Breakdown, where... um, Stephen Veyu um, gives his insight into games, media, and other things. Um, Monster of the Week, which is with the fantastic um, Chris, um, and also Jeremy, who is still the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Top Table, which is an interesting thing where they take three foods and they rank them in order of... They've got like 43 foods. They've got a top 40 of foods. Do you know what the number one food is? Chili Wave Doritos. Chili Wave Doritos. Are you checking your phone and typing in we are definitely wizards? Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, others, I mean, just a couple more. The Broken Meeple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Hector, fantastic guy. The Salt Report, which... Uh, uh, Cenophiles and Cenobites. The Polyhedron Collider, which is John... And Steve and Andy, um, they do some fantastic board game chat. Um, Another Path, which I've just started listening to. These will all get links in the show, the Musicians podcast. Um, Mass Movie Side UK with Gary and the other one who thinks he's funny, who every episode rolls a dice and decides whether to be nice about us or nasty about us. So those are all our lovely shout-outs for the day. I've discovered, look, edit it. Jump cuts. If you click, and then it leaves a spike, and it allows you to edit. Don't, don't do that, because that gives me the don't stop clicking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we know it's a quick one, but we had to get Colin back on, because Colin is fantastic and wonderful and amazing. You are. And we don't get enough time. We do. It's funny, because we get enough time to play on occasion. No, we don't. But That's why not... we've not played anything yeah. for months. <laughs> we don't get enough time to talk, but we are going to make a concerted effort to make that different and have regular batches of Colin. Because every time I say, I what would you like to see in the show? And they go, we'd like to have more Colin. Do they? Yes. God. I know. Get a life. Well, that's because you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're wonderful and everybody loves you. And I'm just becoming... You, do you know what you're like? You're like the big dependable kind of sheepdog that comes in and going, I'm going to help everybody. And I'm the yappy little Jack Russell <laughs> <laughs> that comes around and everybody's like, yeah, we'll put up with you so we can get the big sheepdog <laughs> coming along <laughs> now. It's a tangent, but I'm kind of going with it. Um, if you have listened to this nonsense, God bless you. Um, if you'd like to um, find out and follow us, and keep an eye on what we're up to. There are several places that you can do it. We're not wizards.com.co.uk. Yes, that's org. right. Dot. No dot. No, no, no dot org. No, no dot org. No. Twi- <laughs> Twitter. 
We're Not Wizards. Ah. There you go. Instagram. We're Not Wizards. Ah. YouTube. If you search We're Not Wizards Tabletop, you'll find us. But the wonderful people at Podbean, who are a hosting company for the podcast, they make sure that they put up our podcast automatically onto YouTube. Oh, that's nice. So that is very, very nice of them. We love them very much for doing that. We are on places like Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast. And as Colin says, we are on Redbubble. There's a link in the links thing. Redbubble basically allows people to buy t-shirts oh, right. and oh, other right. stuff. <laughs> Colin's currently going, sweet lord, what are you talking about? Yeah. Ridiculous man. Um, and where else can they find us? Oh yes, as we said, you can find us on Apple Podcasts if you search for We Are Not Wizards. If you'd like to rate and review, like we said before, that would be absolutely Fantastic. You can email us, magic at we're not wizards dot com or dot co dot uk. Oh yeah, that one too. Yes, that one too, and that will always find us. Um I think that's about it. Okay. This has been you know you think it's like, oh, this is a quick one. This was a quick one. Yeah. Fifty five minutes. Fifty five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my sweet lord. Right, well let give these people an end to their suffering. Let people go. <laughs> it's so good to have you back. Um, <laughs> there's only two things to uh, do now. The first thing is to remember... Turn off the mic? No, we have to... <laughs> remember that we are many things, but... We're not wizards. Bang on. First time as well. You usually say something clever. You obviously either want to go home or need the toilet. One or the other. Come on. <laughs> and the other thing is um, is to say goodbye. Um, so it's a goodbye from just quite simply the fantastic ratings grabber, Mr. Colin. Say goodbye, Colin. Good- goodbye, me. Fantastic. And the... And it's a goodbye from me, remember. Uh, stay safe, roll sixes. Um, just if you can, get a call in wherever you can. Because <laughs> he adds that extra je ne sais quoi to the proceedings. Um, and thank you for everyone who's managed to help push us over 10,000 downloads. Yeah. You. That's time you can never get back. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you don't get a receipt off us, so you can't ask for your money back. <laughs> it's fantastic. But until the next time, people, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going to sing a song. Goodbye. It's time to go goodbyeing. Roll your dices. Don't be complaining. I'm just making up the words. The glass bit. <laughs> Whoa. You're delighted to be back. And this is not getting cut.